When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Mella, here with... Josh. Lacey. And Rashawn. Before we get started, you know what it is. We give it to you every week. Go (laughs) like, rate us, review us. It does really help. We read them all the time. It makes our day. If anything, it just makes our day. But it also just helps other people find our podcast. And that's what we want. What's up, guys? What have you been watching? What's up, Melabella? What's hey, up? Hey. Fall is coming back to us now, despite what the weather may say. And that means there's a shitload of TV back on. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. So I'm, gonna, I'm not going to talk about all of them because I'm in the middle of watching a lot. But... Y'all, Game of Thrones is back, and they got me again, bitch. I'm oh, in, dude. Shit. I don't think I knew that you were a GOT head. Oh my god, we were fanatics. It's appointment viewing in this household. And shit. Two episodes in the House of the Dragon, then they they got me again. I'm a sucker <laughs> for it. It's very good. It feels like season three Game of Thrones. The showrunners really know what they're doing. They got a little more star power this time, and it's paying off. It's... Rashawn, you're watching it? I've only seen the pilot, I guess. I'm one of the lone people that <laughs> liked TLT <laughs> all the way to the end. Uh-huh. So, yeah, sign me up. Mm. What about you, Lace? Um, well, obviously, I've been watching both of those things, too. But I, just last week realized that I had never seen the original Orphan before and (laughs) the new Orphan movie came out. Um, You're both laughing already. (laughs) I fucking loved Orphan. I thought Orphan was so great, but I pulled a Rashawn and I watched them back to back and I don't think I liked the second one as much because I had just watched the original. I liked the new movie, Orphan First Kill, I think is called, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I love Julia Stiles. And this one had a really surprising twist, not even halfway through the movie, which was really exciting and not what I was expecting. So it made me like the movie even more. They're both definitely worth the watch, but maybe don't watch them one right after the other. Yeah, I haven't seen Orphan, but I watched the second one. Mm. And, and you like, didn't like it. <laughs> no, I I liked it. I'm la- I laugh because I hadn't seen the first one, but I didn't feel left out at all. I mean, it is a prequel, so Yeah. I'm good. I also like so much time has passed that I know what happens in Orphan. Mhm. So I'm just like, okay, Really didn't think I was going to watch this movie because I hadn't seen the first one, but Rashawn had it on and you know how it is. I just pop right in, sit down, and there I am watching a movie. (laughs) I thought it was fun. 
her whatever like little girl they used as like her body double was <laughs> fucking hilarious to me but i don't know is it camp should we talk about that it's camp baby how <laughs> i said this in the thread and i know i pissed lazy off but i don't care <laughs> do it again bitch do it again because of how much she loved orphan and kind of liked orphan first kill I don't understand your ambivalence towards the Child's Play franchise. Okay. It's a real person, first of all. Sure. She is a real person, not a weird, semi-animatronic person doll thing. Did you see some of those shots? Yes. The girl was stilted. (laughs) (laughs) She was 100% like on her knees. Yeah. The poor thing. She did great, but she's great. Yeah. Isabel Furman is fantastic. She's so f- especially that the fact that she did that as a child, it gave um good son vibes with Macaulay Culkin and um mm-hmm. Elijah Wood. Mm-hmm. It had very similar even scenes and shots as that movie does. But man, she was freaky. She was really, really good. Freaky deaky. Freaky deaky. Mishani, what you been watching? Ooh. Um, Marry Me. Sad. <laughs> um, day Shift. <laughs> kind of fun. And then... Uh, you say Day Shift, the Jamie Foxx one? The Jamie Foxx one. It was kind of fun. fun. Yeah, yeah. It looks, it, yeah. The trailer looks fun. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. It's cool. Jamie Foxx is like one of the most talented individuals on the planet. Mm. I'm convinced. Um... And then I saw Watcher, which is a Micah Monroe Ooh. thriller slash horror film. I want to see it. Um, that was really interesting and a really great watch. And uh, it's giving Hitchcock. It's giving Polanski. It was very straightforward and and well done. So I really enjoyed that. What about you, Mel? What have you been watching? Also watch Marry Me. Also watch Day Shift. Need a um, quick review on both, please. Uh, Marry Me. LOL. <laughs> a good time. Saw it with my friends back home. Cheesy, romantic comedy. Jennifer Lopez just just does the damn thing. Like, of course, we're only watching for that. Owen Wilson, why the fuck were you in the movie? Hey, um, hey, hey. Uh, Day Shift. <laughs> um, and then watch Day Shift. I mean, Rashawn said it all. Jamie Foxx can do no wrong. I thought it was like such a cool concept mm-hmm. but i it's fun it's good for the whole family oh. well i watched it with my <laughs> nephew and he's 10 <laughs> we also showed your nephew halloween when he was ah uh, yes yes, Hell yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> that's it okay well today's a little bit of a special episode a listener's choice if you will brought to you by our friend destiny an OG day one listener. And she kind of gave me a little bit of a list. It ranged from Casino to Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind down to the one we're talking about today. I personally haven't seen Casino, so I couldn't really bring that on as my own. I feel like I would fucking love it, but we're not here to Are talk about Are we sure she didn't today. put Casino Royale? No, I'm positive it's just Casino. Positive. <laughs> and Eternal Sunshine... I mean, I don't know. I, maybe it'll hit the pod one day. 
It is my favorite movie of all time. So I am absolutely down to bring it to the pod. Right. But uh, I don't know if some I am, people yeah. are afraid of me. So. Yeah. Afraid of you? Yeah. Who? <laughs> oh, same. Who do you think? <laughs> you? <laughs> me? Yeah, I've you're been afraid advocating of you. to bring it on. I have been saying I will do it. I will produce, promote, and edit that episode. I will not be it. <laughs> Maybe we will leave Rashawn out of the ring for that one and bring in a I didn't alternate. realize you didn't like it. We can't talk about it right now. We're not talking about this. We're not talking about this. Destiny, stay tuned for that episode. <laughs> Clearly coming to a pod near you. So let's get into it. What are we fighting about today? Mela. Yes, Rashani. Speaking of fighting. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we are talking about the 2010 movie Blue Valentine. Okay. Yes, we are. I can't really sing. I have to sing goofy in order to sing. Like, I have to sing stupid. Okay? Okay. romantic drama written and directed by Derek C. in France. Blue Valentine depicts a married couple played by Michelle Williams and Ryan Gosling shifting back and forth in the time between their courtship and the dissolution of their marriage several years later. What a flick. Am I right? I really love this movie but it crushes my soul every single time I watch it. And it makes me wonder why I love it so much. But since we were just talking about Eternal Sunshine, I feel like we can kind of compare it. There's something about that movie also where I can't get enough. At the end of it, I'm wanting to sit in a dark room by myself. It's kind of masochistic in that way. But I think I keep coming back to this movie because the performances are phenomenal Ryan Gosling alone just period the photography cinematography the handheld look of it the like nitty-gritty of it it just seems so real I love a story and I've talked about this before and I think Lacey you can also attest to this is like when something is just like a slice of life type of film baby give it to me fork and knife I'm gonna eat it up and that's exactly what this movie is to me None of this has ever happened to me, so I I can't relate whatsoever, but I don't always think that is why I love a movie. There's other reasons to that too. So as you guys, if you've listened to a listener's episode before, it's not always necessarily us fighting about it, but sometimes it turns into a good old fashioned discussion, which we love too. So I'm curious. I know we have some people that's never seen this movie before, so let's start with you, Josh. Yeah, I've never seen this movie before. Destiny, can you can you guys give me and Destiny a word for a second? Yeah, for sure. Second? We'll go ahead and go. Destiny, Destiny, what did you think was going to happen? What did you think? We're a comedy podcast. We like to joke around. We like to have fun. What what kind of episode do you think this was going to be? <laughs> this was 
the saddest movie I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> I right? told and you, I've, Soul Crushing. And I watched Hachi A Dog's Tale. <laughs> Oof. This is the saddest movie. I know, I know, I know. I know it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I know it is. It's, I mean, these two performers who are already some of the most talented of their generation are putting in career best work in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's the set. It was a bummer, dude. I didn't have any fun watching this movie, like at all. Why would you? I'm never going to rewatch it. Why would you choose to rewatch this? I don't know, but I've seen it a fucking lot. It's the least fun I've had watching a movie on this podcast. And it is by far, far and away, not even close to the worst movie. It's <laughs> it's closer to the best movies than it is to the worst movies we've right. ever watched. But it's the least fun I've ever had watching a movie. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. What the hell, man? <laughs> well, we'll get into it. What the hell? Okay. Rashani, how was your fifth watch? This is my, yeah, my fifth time seeing Jeez. this movie. I think it is just a quiet masterpiece. I yes. love this movie so, 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 so much. Part of that is probably because this is the kind of stuff I want to be in, the kind of stuff I want to write and make outside of, you know, the horror shit. But um, I just love it. I love the way it's made. I love the behind the scenes history of how it was made and how it was produced and finally brought to the screen. I think, um, like Josh said, Ryan and Michelle are giving like career best work in this movie. It's devastating, but those are kind of some of my favorite type mm-hmm. of movies. I love a downer. I love a downer. <laughs> Maybe this is it. This is a downer. <laughs> but also, I think, yes, it's it's a, a, a tragedy and it's it's sad, but I find joy in it. And I know that's a really weird word to use for this movie, but we'll talk about why and where and when and how. But I, I love acting showcases, and this is far and away an, an actor's showcase um, while also being a director showcase. So, yeah, I, I think this is one of the best movies of the 2010s. Dang. Okay. I love it. Lace? Um, I was reading trivia before the episode because that's what I do. And there was talk in this movie after they filmed because they filmed everything not in chronological order but they filmed everything in the past first and then they filmed everything in the present after Mm -hmm. um and there was talk after they finished filming the past of just cutting everything from the present and calling it valentine and i want to watch that movie (laughs) (laughs) um I just want them to be happy. Um, (laughs) I have such complicated feelings about this movie because I think it's an absolute masterpiece. I really do. I think it is devastating in the best and worst possible ways. I watched it when it first came out, and I don't think I've watched it since. Um. Because I was that crushed by yeah. it. I had a very different perspective on it, watching it now. I think this movie 
showcases the very best and the very worst in people in a very raw and authentic, uh, ugly authentic way. Mm -hmm. And you, you have to give it up to actors who are willing to go there and play those ugly bits. And yeah, I just... <laughs> It's so great, but I it's so sad. It's just yeah. so sad. Can I talk to you for a second? Why? You think I stole that money, don't you? Yeah, you do. No. Look, I've stolen money before, okay? I know what it's like to get busted. That's what it feels like. Okay. I didn't steal it. I got a job. Okay? All this right. is my job. All right? I got it. I make money. Okay, I got it. Money I can take girls out on dates with. Just so you know. <laughs> Good to know. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's your name? Go away. Go away? Go away. That's a weird name. Okay, hold on a second. Like I said, I had seen this a bunch of times, oh, and I feel like something. it's been a while since my last watch. And this time around, I feel like I had such animosity towards Dean, which is Ryan Gosling's mm. character. And normally, or I guess like in the past, I was able to be like, no, they're both wrong. They're both playing like the ugly. They're both they're both like equally wrong as to why this marriage isn't working. But I'm I don't know why. Maybe once we talk about it, I'll come up with an answer. But this time I'm like, damn, Dean is just like quite the dick. But, you know, like after we watch a movie, we read all the reviews in the letterbox. And I, it was like a fair share of people having like almost sides to Michelle's character and Ryan's character. So how do you guys feel? I know, Josh, you've only seen it this one time. So mm -hmm. what do you what do you think? I, I kind of told this to Lacey when it was done. When we were done watching it, it's kind of interesting because watching it for the first time. Until the last 15 minutes of the episode, episode until the last 15 minutes of the movie, mm -hmm. Dean is not a bad guy. Dean is, especially in the flashbacks, he's a super sweet knight in shining armor, whatever, whatever. Yeah, he gets drunk, but the first time we see him get drunk, drunk, Michelle Williams is also getting drunk. So that's like, okay, they're both just drunk. Mm hmm. And then in the last 15 minutes, we see, quote unquote, who he truly is. But for the majority of the movie, uh, as a first time viewer, I was like, Jesus Christ, Cindy, come on. <laughs> and then it gets kind of revealed, you know, what the trauma she's been dealing with and, and what right. she's been dealing with with Dean. You have to assume it's been going on. But ultimately, man, there's not a single redeemable person in this movie. Frankie is close, but she gets a little annoying sometimes. She's a little loud. She's a little loud. There is not a there's not a there's not a hero in this movie. I think they all suck. Damn. Frankie's all right. <laughs> She's gonna be okay. So when I watched it the first time back in the day, I had similar feelings. I was like, Michelle, Cindy baby, let's get our shit together. Mm -hmm. um, until the last 15 minutes. This time watching it, Josh, I'm very surprised that you say past Dean is like 
so chivalrous and like knight in shining armor-ish when he is just as manipulative and stalkery and creepy as you claim Noah is in the notebook. No, I was going to literally do the same climb. Literally. (laughs) I was going to bring that up. Don't worry. But I'm saying in the, in the first watch until you kind of see all of who Dean is, you're like, Oh, Dean's the good guy. Comparatively. So my opinion this time around, especially I just viewed Dean as a man who uses incompetence as a weapon. He is very much, you know, when we talk about relationships and we talk about partnerships, you should be on equal footing with your partner. You are both adults. You've both entered into this relationship. You are raising this child. You're both working you can have your faults and you can have your episodes. You can have your weaknesses. Those those are all acceptable things. But when you are relying on your spouse to tell you what to do, they are not your parent. Your mm-hmm. spouse your spouse is your partner. Um, and Dean very much, I think there's a cavalierness to him of like, well, I don't know if this was my baby, but I married you anyway. And I love you. And I mean, it's completely apparent in that final scene where it's, I mean, it rips your heart out. It's so depressingly sad. But he's standing there begging her saying, you know, tell me what to do. Tell me what you want and I'll do it. And in in a mature relationship, you should not have to tell your partner, stop acting like a child. Like, meet me halfway. Act like an adult. And I think especially because of Dean's apparent alcoholism in this, like that is a hard halfway point to meet your partner at if they're, yeah. uh, if, if they're unable to recognize it. Because we see her try to have a conversation about it with him. Like, Multiple times, yeah. Don't you want to have a job where you don't have to wake up at 8 a.m. and have a beer? And he doesn't see it as a problem. You know, he says, I get to wake up at 8 a.m. and have a beer. Like, that's, I'm living the dream. So, I think we really, I mean, I think Josh is right. I think we just have two people (laughs) who aren't healthy and aren't well. Um, Yeah. Cindy, too, obviously has experienced extensive amounts of sexual, emotional, mental trauma. I don't know. I there's I don't know. <laughs> you got to get help, girl. If you <laughs> you got to get help. Well, I think it's also because everything happens in a flash, you know? Like that I I mean maybe you guys agree or disagree, but I feel like the time that passes in this movie is pretty accurate. Like I feel like, you know, she she gets pregnant, she decides to keep it. And then, like, in the five-second bus ride, he's like, fuck it. Let's just have a baby. They get married, I'm assuming, five months later, six months later. Yeah, she just, like, she had half a month. Yeah. There was no time to even, like, they're in that, like, honeymoon phase of, like, yay. Like, this is the first guy who, like, treats me right. And, you know, I'm going through this, again, trauma, but it's okay because he's around and he's going to stick around. 
and then it's just like back to square one as time passes. Rashadi, how do you feel about, or do you have a side or do you feel like they're equally in the wrong? Um, I, I mean, I'll preface it with saying I, I've never been married. I'm not in a relationship. You hear that, fellas? DM us. Single as a Pringle, baby. Um, as far as the movie is concerned, I, I think getting into like right or wrong, not to discredit anyone's opinion, but I think getting into the right and wrong of it kind of misses the point of like the narrative of it. I think it's very important that we never see the, the finite reason that their marriage falls apart. You know what I mean? We see them at the beginning and we see them at the end and things are wrong. So I've never, maybe the first time around, you know, the outburst at the office is, is hella dramatic and crazy. But I think he has tried throughout the movie, at least that we've seen, to get something from her. And she is, when we meet her in the movie, she's completely closed off. She's done. Yeah. And like I said, I can't comment on that, but I feel like that's not the way to fix anything in a marriage, you know, just to completely shut him out. Um, I do think that they met before they were fully formed people. Yeah. And then they kind of had to just grow together and, and make it work. And I feel like the movie's very clearly trying to say it doesn't matter who's right or wrong. They just weren't supposed to maybe be together. Mm-hmm. Even though even though their love is so real and <clears throat> pure, he even has that moment where he's like, do you think you can just fall in love with someone by looking at them? Mm-hmm. I love like every time they meet by happenstance, it's this music is like fairy tale like and it swells and he sees her on the bus or he sees her at the nursing home and they lock eyes and it's like magical for a moment, even though we're in this really grounded raw movie. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I I've never, or at least I've tried every time I've watched it to not, really take sides because I feel like the movie sidesteps any kind of blame. Yeah. And I feel like this is kind of what I was saying before is like, I never have except for this time around. And Mm -hmm. maybe it's just like me watching it older, I guess. And being like, well, if that was me, if I was Cindy, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? But trying to like relate to something versus like when I was 20 and just being like, la, 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 I don't know. I don't know shit. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's like fair to take sides. I feel like you just have to kind of like watch what it is. Also, you said like there was a, like a, a breaking point for the relationship. And I feel like there wasn't. I don't think there was like one little thing that made them go sour. I feel like no, it that's was what, like that's what I'm saying. I think it's smart that we never see anything like oh, that. gotcha. Like we never see the the five years, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like I think that's a lot of real relationships. Is that's mm-hmm. what happens? You just grow apart. Yeah. Okay, back to what Lacey said. Um. <laughs> What is the appeal, talking to those that are interested in this gender, what is the appeal of Ryan Gosling playing a character that doesn't take no for an answer? 
Step one, look like Ryan Gosling. Yeah. <laughs> Step two, put that hood on your head. Oh, baby, the leather? Yeah. He didn't have a hood on his head as a fucking notebook. Uh, yeah, he had a hat, though. Yeah, a little hat, a little dapper hat. <laughs> I, like, um, same I don't know. Sometimes we like a little, just like a little razzle dazzle, a little drama. But, but like his, 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 so what the no. fuck is we? <laughs> his courting of Sydney, Cindy is the exact same courting of Allie. Yes. Come on, Beach. <laughs> because it's just him not taking no. Blocking yeah. the door, like following her, whatever the version is. It's that like old school. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not sitting here saying it's right. I'm just saying it's that old school thing where you like talk to your grandparents and you talk to your grandma and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. your grandpa mm-hmm. never left me alone. I kept saying no. And then to he showed up with flowers yes to the sock hop. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like that shit where you're like, oh, he was persistent. And if he wanted to, he would. <laughs> Do I need to get out of the thesaurus and and look up? comparisons to persistent because i will no i I think it's also at least for this story i'm not talking about outside no means no yes absolutely but the look that they share when she's closing the door right and i think the movie also supports that her character is very reserved like she always Mm -hmm. needs a push and Mm -hmm. i'm not saying no should be the push or the literal push of the door open but that moment that they connect she watches him for a little too long and then he watches her for a little too long and then it's like, oh my God, what? But then that's the only, the next time that they see each other is by accident. You know, he doesn't know that she's going to be on the bus. And I think what they do a really good job of, especially on the bus in the second scene, is they show the very real fear for Cindy. Yeah. She has a re- she has a real moment of like, what the f- fuck are you doing here Mm -hmm. like are you stalking me i don't know but i think the the charm and the appeal comes from the fact that we as an audience know he's not like we know this is a love story his intentions are shown to us when they're not together and then when they are together he's not actively trying to sexualize her. He's like, look what I found. Look at this necklace I found. It was Walter's. Can you believe Walter died? Life is magical. Like, he's just talking. He's a ukulele. He's it's talking. Sorry. I would love to see that exact scene from putting Walter's stuff away to the doorway to putting his foot in the door. Played with Michelle Williams and... Sorry, no offense, Steve Buscemi. Like, is that the same scene? <laughs> or no, suddenly, it's Steve if it's Buscemi. In, if it's in Blue Valentine, then yeah, it's yeah. the same scene. Because, I mean, by that time, we already know that they get together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Carmela, fix your face. Steve Buscemi can be sweet. He's I just, sweet. If I get a door pushed in my face, catch me all shucksing down the hallway, not <laughs> jamming my foot in the doorway. You know what I mean? Oh but he knew. Did he, he like, know? He knew she wanted a piece of that Ryan pie. All right. The Ryan pie? 
<laughs> the Ryan pie. What what flavor is Ryan pie? Vanilla. <laughs> Duh. Oh, Come on. Nice. Come on. I mean, I like What's vanilla. wrong with vanilla? We can add any topping we want. A little caramel, if you will. Ooh. <laughs> I I mean, we have when Harry met Sally. Yes. What do you mean? I'm saying, <laughs> I'm do. saying, I mean, it's not quite the same. Like, there's not a meet cute when Harry met Sally, but I'm saying Billy Crystal isn't like Orion Gosling. He's just like an average yeah, little guy. Billy Crystal isn't uh, jamming his foot in the doorway for the clothes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what, would, what would have been your ideal meet? Right. Let, I want to hear that. Not that. Uh, I guess they don't meet. <laughs> The, the them both them both closing the door thing is cute, and then maybe he you, you know maybe he tries his hand at it or whatever doesn't work maybe he slip I'm or am I rewriting Blue Valentine or am I talking in the real world in Blue Valentine Oh then it it's seems fine like you're talking in the real world the whole time Well yeah that it's wouldn't a, happen it's a in bit the real of world both. if I'm rewriting Blue Valentine I'm not rewriting it because it's sad as hell. <laughs> Wait, you're saying this couldn't happen in real life? I'm saying if it did happen in real life, it shouldn't happen in real life. It shouldn't, yes. Oh. Now, love. (laughs) What what is stalk? He doesn't stalk her. He's going to see his friend who died. Before that, the first time they meet, she closes the door on his foot like four times. Okay. (laughs) Now, here we go. Josh, in our meet cute, I'm Bust Dean. Bust it open. I'm Dean. Yeah, but I wasn't actively trying to escape you. I wasn't. She, 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 she's, she does similarly what you did. You removed yourself from Paint the, the scene. room. Paint the scene, bitch. No, I didn't. I went and sat in the living room with my laptop. Afterwards. What is afterwards? I don't remember. You went into your bedroom. Rashawn, can you put the... To get my laptop. Which I brought out and sat in the living room. And then you went back in. To probably get my charger. (laughs) Josh, you you swerved her is her point. Not... He didn't. He didn't swerve the way that Cindy does. But... I was sitting in his living room. I did not know it was his living room. Yeah, this is not comparable at all. <laughs> but I, I'm talking about an, I'm talking active pursuit. Why <laughs> is that so hard? To Marsupial. Say? If it's an active pursuit, you <laughs> were trying to pursuit. follow me into my room. You didn't. That one time, okay. I then was. Yeah, the in first your time. DMs, in your text messages, I Ooh, was. shit. <laughs> okay, then he, then, yeah, okay, then that happens. Yeah, then he slides the business card under the door. Dean. Schlip. He just doesn't like the boot in the door. This That's what I think. It's crazy. Note to self, <laughs> never try to keep a door open. <laughs> Am I crazy? A little bit. Destiny, help me out. She's not gonna agree with <laughs> you. The fuck? There's like there's a difference between what what he does in this movie with her and a guy at a bar overstepping his boundaries and not taking no for an answer. I don't see the difference. Because, because then you could compare him to Bobby. 
which is mm -hmm. like a clear jerk. Well, that's just sexual assault. Right. But I'm just saying like sometimes they are the same person, but I feel like there's like a very definite divide between them. And I don't think like the boot in the door is the same as Bobby, like quote unquote, accidentally coming inside of her. You know what I mean? Or telling I'm her at the, at the wrestling meet, like, you know, you want it. That's a clear delineation of him. When, when did I start comparing the two? When did I do that? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just I'm... saying that that is inappropriate yes. and not respecting her. No. She clearly says no in that he wants to literally have sex in the hallway. She says and no. And he's sweaty. He, like He's so gross. That scene in, is so gross. Covered in man juice. Mushroom ear. Yeah. Cauliflower ear, excuse me. <laughs> I am not comparing the two, but... I, no, but, no, I know. Whatever. I've lost this battle. I'm unnumbered. Do you have anything you wanted to do? You're good at everything that you do. Isn't there something else you want to do? Then what? To be your husband? To be Frankie's dad? What do you want me to do? What, 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 in your, like, dream scenario of me, like, doing what I'm good at, what would that be? I don't know. I just mean you're so good at so many things. You can do so many things. You have such capacity. For what? I don't You can sing. You can draw. You can... <laughs> dance. Listen, I didn't want to be somebody's husband, okay? And I didn't want to be somebody's dad. That wasn't my goal in life. Some guys it is. It wasn't mine. Kind of jumping to the end, but I do want to so talk nice. about it. Do you all think that they get back together or that they continue on with the marriage? As a first-time viewer, yeah. let me make my opinion the loudest. I okay. think, I think they continue to co-parent in misery. Hmm. What is that? Just because. That's just what you think, or was there something if, in the movie? If that they've been that miserable together for that long, and it seems like Dean is very afraid of change and very complacent, uh, he likes where he is. He doesn't want to change. He likes what he does. Like he clearly, like he says, he's willing to change. But like we've inferred, they've probably had this argument before, and I think I think Cindy running out to follow and grab Frankie is a sign that she's willing to give it up to make sure Frankie is happy and Frankie clearly likes Dean more. And like their last interaction, Cindy and Dean's last interaction is Frankie. I think they continue to co-parent in misery and probably cheat on each other. Or at least Cindy, I don't know, probably Jesus. cheat on each other. Oh, damn. But I, I think to go back... <laughs> I think to go back to the scene that is like a a stick in your craw or whatever you say, however that phrase stick is. Stick in the mud? A, a craw in your stick, something. I don't know. I feel like Josh knows this. The scene that, that you from, don't like. What's that from? Um, Rock and Doodle. <laughs> <laughs> Josh's favorite. So the scene in the door and many scenes after that. Dean is very expressive. He's very he's begging, he's pleading, he wants to fight for it, and he never gets a straight answer out of her until that moment in the kitchen. And that's the first time in the movie that she fully expresses how she feels. So I th I think he hears her and I think they're done. 
that's the that's even the first time we see him cry you know what i mean like he's he sees that she's serious and i think that final walk away is a pretty final image i agree completely and i think i think he's fighting for what you're talking about josh i think he's asking for that at least when he's like you're not thinking about frankie you're not thinking about our daughter being raised in a broken home but that's all she's thinking about she's thinking about the example that was set for her and the example that she wants to set for her daughter and what is acceptable in a marriage and in a relationship fully yeah i fully disagree with dean in that last scene because a broken home would be them Mm -hmm. co-parenting together in misery but I actually agree. I'm on Josh's side for this one. I think that they stay together. Um, I think, again, this is one of those things that I go back and forth with, like depending on the watch. There's something in him throwing the ring in the bushes and then her immediately being like, God damn it, here I go again. Let me help them. And like you could say like, well, that's just because they care for each other. They've been together for a while. But it's immediately after like such a dramatic explosion that she could just drive off because we've seen her do it before at the hotel. So I feel like just that little instance is kind of like a foreshadowing as to what's to come later on down the road where it's like they have an explosion. One little thing will bring them back together. Like who knows if this fight in the kitchen or her expressing herself in the kitchen, like I'm done, I'm done. And him being like, okay, I'll give you space. He goes away for a couple days. He comes back and it's just like, not everything is roses, but it's just like, well, I do need him. I am co-parenting with him. And there's also like earlier when she sees Bobby in the grocery store, he's like, where, like, how you been? And she's like, I've been here. I've always been here. I'll, I'll always be here. There's like no ambition whatsoever, even though she's getting on dean's case the whole time the even though we find out that the doctor has like malintentions of her going to a different practice she doesn't ever jump at the opportunity i don't think she i don't think she sees any value in herself i don't think she believes Mm -hmm. in herself she doesn't have um, a modicum of self-worth her self-worth comes from her relationship with Dean, like that's when we see her flower the most is in the beginning. That's when we see the most, most of her personality is when she's opening up to Dean. I think her confrontation with Dean at the hotel about like, you have so much potential. You have, you're artistic, you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that, and you have no drive to do anything comes from a person who is incredibly passionate, but doesn't believe in themselves like it's it's her insecurities that are then putting it towards someone else right because he to me he's like i am what i am i've never tried to be anything else you know like he's he's like yeah i can dance i can sing but it's not like i wanted to be a star he's like this is just something that i do in my opinion he's never showcased wanting to be anything else he did say he didn't want to be a dad but then he did it and he's he's actually fine doing it. He's actually fine being in this kind of like limbo-ish of a marriage if he can still have his wife. Can which I is say, why I think they stay together. Yeah. Can I say that was 
the one time, even after the movie, I got legitimately mad at Cindy and was like, you, you fucked up her leaving the hotel. We learned that it's a two hour drive and that Dean doesn't have a cell phone and there she's not going to get her daughter. She's going straight to work. So she's leaving the only person that could get to her daughter if there's an emergency two hours away without a cell phone, without a car. Dean didn't react properly either, but Cindy, wake him up. Bring him with you. What Wait, the fuck are you doing? You said, how can you be mad at him for not taking no for an answer at the nursing home, but not at their house? Which she says she doesn't want to go. Oh, no, she that's, said, I mean, no, it's all fucked up. They shouldn't have been there in the first place. But since they're there, wake his drunk ass up and throw him in the back seat. That's what I'm saying. I, for Frankie's sake. I think after this attempted sex, they needed physical space. And I, I think... Don't give a shit. Take... This is about their daughter. What about their daughter? If something happens, who's... There's no one to go get her. There's no one to help her. Go get her. She could leave her job and go get her daughter. That's just like a... What is it called? Metaphorical situation that's not going to happen. You know? But they tried to have sex. They tried to connect. It didn't work. She wasn't... They weren't getting what they needed from each other. And I think she felt like just claustrophobic in there with him. So she took a shift that she didn't need to take to get as far away from him as possible. It sounds like Mr. Doesn't Pick Sides is picking sides. <laughs> I, think, I, not... I think it's very fucked up that she left him there. I don't. I don't. I, I understand her anger and her need for space, but I don't like that. But that's also, I just, that's just a relationship thing. I just don't like yeah, that. That's I not mean, a healthy relationship. It's also one of those things where it's like, how many fucking times has she tried to get his drunk ass up and into the car you know even when she doesn't have to work or maybe she does or maybe it's time for school and he was supposed to take frankie to school where she's like i can't deal with this after last night Mm -hmm. you're gonna lay your ass there and figure it out i'm like this is this is a guy that drinks at 8 a.m you know what i mean she i feel like this is not the first time she's left him passed out on the floor Mm -hmm. two hours away without a phone or car is crazy I mean, it's pretty nuts. It's nuts, but I, but they're at the they're at a breaking point. You know yeah. what I mean? I think also driving her out to two hours away from their daughter Air to a hotel. Well, yeah, that's, is there, that's you know what I mean. That's what I'm saying. I'm not choosing sides. I'm just saying you're just saying Dean is wrong every time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, two hours away from a daughter is bad. What's wrong with that? She's a grandpa. I don't. Think, I, I, I don't didn't bring the daughter that, thing up, but I don't think that's bad. I think in their circumstance, in their situation, mm-hmm. where they were just, she was spending the night at grandpa's anyway. Just have a night at home. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like this is a totally spontaneous something they. I don't even know that they can necessarily afford because he's talking about. Oh, we have a coupon for this. Let's fucking do it. It's just an irresponsible move. You know what's really crazy? A line that I think got bulldozed over that I gasped at was when near the end of the movie when they both get home and they both go in the dad's house and he hands Frankie off to the to grandpa and locks the door and he's like, I don't have my oxygen out here. <laughs> I, just I thought he was gonna die. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just kind of nuts. I'm like, oh my god. Holy shit. <laughs> like, fuck ground. And just never addressed. Like, if I expect the, like, the doorbell to be ringing during that whole scene or like pounding on the door. <laughs> I feel like he was just trying to find an excuse. To get <laughs> she it was going. I guess. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh shit. That's, that's one relationship. Like, the time jump didn't do enough for me in because Cindy's dad before the time jump angry and explosive and violent and mean and then we do this time jump and it's like yeah let's just leave our kid our daughter with him overnight just the two of them I have a fan theory as Mm. a first time viewer I would like everyone's opinion on so we watched it when they're at dinner in the in the past and they're talking about Dean's parents and Dean is like, yeah, my mother just found someone and left and it cuts to Cindy's mom and she has like a look like, oh, you can do that? Yeah. Do you guys think Cindy's mom left and found someone else? I was literally going to ask, did she die or did she leave? I think she found someone else. Like the cut to her and her look, she makes it look like, oh, I never thought of that. That's how I took it as Cindy's mom was inspired by that and left to find someone else. Yeah, I think she left too because grandpa is so humble. My health is shit. I don't have a wife. She left me. My daughter really kind of hates me also. So all I have is to be slightly nice to them. So he can't like really jump in on their fighting because that's all he did with his wife all his life so i'm like oh yeah mom is out there like on a cruise with somebody living her best life i think whether or not she's with someone i think she definitely finally left him and i guess for lacy's point it kind of tracks for me because his like mela says his humility about the whole thing is that he kind of sees that cindy and eventually just married him yep and he sees that it's just cyclical and now my daughter's in this relationship that I was in yep. and he sees how he was to his wife. And so there, there's that quick moment when they're coming back from the clinic and they're going up the steps and he's like, what's going on? And she's like, I don't want to talk to you right now. And for me, that says everything you need to know about their relationship in the present, that his guilt has kind of just shut him up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And his need for oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of here. We gotta get out of here. Maybe we have to get out of this house. Let's go get drunk and make love. Now, do you want Tina, your Cupid's Cove? Or do you want the future? Make a decision, maybe, please. I want to get in the car at 7.30 and drive for two hours. Okay, I'll make the decision. The future room. For two. Herrera. You are crazy. Thanks. Something crazy that might have been bulldozed over. Oh, yeah, let's but Perhaps not. In a mm. scene when... Perhaps a salad for the lady. <laughs> Perhaps, Perhaps not. not. <laughs> In the scene when um, Dean goes to the house for the first time, we have a family dinner, and we find that the family is eating spaghetti. 
Do we know what Michelle Williams is drinking with her spaghetti? Oh my god! Yes, I noticed. <laughs> I mentioned. Yeah, because I said no. <laughs> I noticed before you said it. What is what is she drinking? Lace. A whole glass of whole milk. It might not be whole. Hey, hey, hey! It might not be whole. Could it be was skin. thick. It, it was, was thick. thick. It, was thick. it could be two percent. Two percent was bigger than better house. Mm. Spaghetti and milk yeah. is a veter staple. Wait I... a minute. What the fuck? You have said I knew it was some white people shit. Mic, but that is white as hell. Oh my god. I Middle lower it. class white at least oh. once a week. What is, you... what is that? Um it is a cheap meal if you don't have a lot of money for at least a family of four and it is brainwashing from milk corporations telling you that you need to drink four glasses of milk a day combine those two and you get spaghetti and milk every thursday baby for sure if you're eating spaghetti the milk i drink a like... full glass of milk with every dinner that is, so that is... my grandpa did that my grandpa spaghetti. did spaghetti hot dish Disgusting. oh it's because Lacey was saying she did it from like the age of up to seven years old which makes sense because you're like oh you're a little kid you need to grow strong but School she was lunch. a full grown. Yeah. She was a full grown woman. In the morning, I would have either two Eggo waffles or two toaster scrambles with <laughs> scrambles, not strudels. Scrambles are the ones with eggs. Come here, baby. Come here. <laughs> and and hold on. <laughs> and milk and or orange juice with them. Usually both. That sounds then, normal. Then then the school lunch, I would have a carton of milk. Yeah. A preferred skim in the pink carton, but if they didn't have any, I would do 2% in the blue carton. Skim? Um, just drink water. I know at that point. With the amount of milk I drank, you'd want skim. And then usually after football practice, I would come home and have a protein shake with uh, a scoop of protein and milk instead of water. And then uh, with dinner, I would have a full... Like we had those, you know, like pizza places have those like plastic, like semi-translucent cups. Do you know what right, I'm talking about? The red about? ones. Yeah, the red ones. We had those in red and white. I usually have a, a glass of milk in one of those too. See, and this is coming from me who I love milk, but I wouldn't have spaghetti with a Why glass not? of milk. No. Well, yeah. now I, I want to fucking try it. Just You can't have red the... wine when you're 17. I, I can can't like... have it now. I got heartburn, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel like the film that all That's... of that leaves in your mouth. I can feel mm. it. Just thick, boy. Just mm. <laughs> give me, what? give me a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos and a cool glass of milk. Fuck. <laughs> oh. God, breath smelling like shit. Do you know <laughs> when I when I was a little kid and I used to get sick, I would make my own concoction. I, I would swear that it would make me feel better. It would be about a third. <laughs> you guys get so mad. About almost a half a cup of milk. Uh, half a cup of orange juice. <laughs> and and like a cap full of Diet Mountain Dew. What and the would, fuck? And I would mix it in the same cup and I, was, and I would mix it around and I'd drink it. Listen. And if I ever had like a cold, I would swear that that would make me better. Not like my eight-year-old immune system just doing what it's supposed to be doing and making me better after a night's rest. 
I would swear that this concoction. So I had it all the time. I want to know. What, I want to know what you thought the Mountain Dew was doing. They gave it a little crackle. Diet. You know what I mean? Diet. Diet. <laughs> Diet. Give it a little fizz. Diet Mountain Dew is far superior to Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew, I'll die on that hill. Regular Mountain Dew is syrup in a can. God. What are we talking about? Right. Um, Blue Valentine. Sorry, Destiny. I thought Josh said milk for 10 minutes straight. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Destiny has lost, left the fucking episode a long ass time ago. Any last grievances before we play a game? Do the fireworks symbolize something at the end? Mm. I didn't pick up on that. Independence Day. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> Damn it. I do. I want. I'm sure. I want to talk about um, the score and the soundtrack really quick because I did only watch this movie one time, um, but I was obsessed with the soundtrack. Um, I think there's something very melancholic and very timeless about the score um, that just is a nice undercurrent throughout the whole relationship. Um, I listened to you and me like that was the love anthem of 2000 and the, of the 2000s. Like that, that song <laughs> was everything. And I tap danced my little heart out to Ryan Gosling of course. singing on his ukulele. Absolutely. That trailer is amazing. Yeah. I love is. the trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. It's basically the scene on the street, but they kind of cut a few clips of the movie and then it ends with her slow dancing <laughs> as he ends the song. It's so sweet. But I was like, good, I can't wait for this movie. But good Lord, the lyrics are the most toxic shit I've ever heard mm-hmm. in my entire life. That last line of, so if I broke your heart last night, it's because I love you most of all. Rashawn, Jeez. you know what to do right here. Slow dance to this part. And if I were old, your heart last night, it's because I love you most of all. That's the only way I could sing. I'm singing weird. <laughs> sing to me however you want. Shoot. All I'm saying is I I played football my whole life. I was a really reckless kid. I would bike and rollerblade and scooter and run everywhere and uh, genuinely no supervision. I've never broken a bone my whole life, and I would attribute that to all the milk I drank. Okay. Wrap anything? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's play a game. So, Someone move. What? Come on, Mello. Let's so play a game. So I think. Let's play a game. I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. guessing game. Come on, boy. Boy, play with me. Riddle me that. Okay, this was kind of a little bit of a sad pick but we love it nonetheless. So I thought we, we should have some fun in the game. Um, as we know, this movie had not necessarily time travel, but it had some time jumps going from the past to the present. And it is a romance flick. 
So today we are playing time travel mix up. <laughs> Josh, I'm I sorry. Get more, I get more nervous for your games than anyone else's. <laughs> this is revenge for all them fucking spy games that you sent. Is this just like, more long form improv? No, no, no. This okay, is actual guessing. You have a chance. <laughs> so Michelle Williams and Ryan Gosling have time jumped as past characters into wrong films. I'll read you a synopsis of the correct film with the wrong characters. So for each question, you're able to get three points. So it's going to be Ryan Gosling or Michelle Williams, one of their characters. Correct. In a Ryan Gosling, Michelle Williams movie or any movie? So any movie, I will give you a hint that they are romance movies. Okay. And they obviously have to do with time traveling. And then our three points are what? We're naming the character names or the movie that that character is from? The movie that the character is from. I'm looking for three movie titles. Not yes. a chance. Okay. okay. All right. Not King Kong. You gotta remember that. Not King Kong. <laughs> I'll start easy. Are we ready, Cinephiles? Yeah. yeah. Sure. This story follows Noah Calhoun, a Chicago librarian with a paranormal genetic disorder that causes him to randomly time travel as he tries to build a romantic relationship with Marilyn whom he meets as a child who later becomes his wife. Josh. So first and foremost, that's a notebook? Yes. And that's, isn't the movie just called Marilyn? Is it Marilyn Monroe? Lacey. My Week with Marilyn. Yes. Oh, it's My Week with Marilyn. Well, I got a point, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Buzzbuzz. Yes, or Shani. Uh The Time Traveler's Wife? Yes. They're in that? Or it doesn't matter. No, that's, it doesn't matter. That's the movie they 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 hopped to. Oh, yes. okay, okay, okay. Okay, so I everyone get it has now. one point. Okay, okay, okay. That's a good opening round. One point each. All right, yay. Okay. So, in the time traveler's wife, does a grown time traveler meet his future wife as a baby? Yes. It's, yeah. It's, it's sweet. Read the book. Do what? Don't we're Don't never bringing this to the podcast. <laughs> oh my god. Well, not the movies. No, the movie's not as good as the book. The book the is book. romantic AF. The book. That's not romantic. Anyway, I next know. one. <laughs> Are we ready, Cinephiles? No idea. I'm In this flick. She's not a baby. She's I just wanna, <laughs> she's like she's like eight. Oh, okay. Oh, that's that's so, and he doesn't he's not it's in love with her. Not romantic. It's not, it's not sexual. Romantic. Delete it. Moving on. It's <laughs> very sweet. Time jumping to another fucking question. Lacey and I will draw up a conclusion later. <laughs> I was Go. just going to say, Rashawn and I are going to do an offshoot of when cinephiles attack, but it's going to be when bibliophiles attack, and we're going to talk about oh, books. Cute. I read. With pictures. No. <laughs> In this flick, we follow Molly in 1987, who dreams of being popular. During her birthday party, she is humiliated by her classmates and wishes that she was older. Shortly after wishing this, she awakens in 2003, uncertain of how she got there. In the midst of figuring out her brand new life, she reunites with her best friend Kay and gets a second chance after a friendship and a budding romance. Josh! Is the, is the movie they hop to uh, 13 going on 30? It is. Okay, that's one point. 
K, gotta be Men in Black. Ryan Gosling character. <laughs> that is not him. <laughs> but I threw this one in for you, so <laughs> fuck. K? Yep. Is it? Well, I already guessed wrong, so I can't. But Lacey? I don't know. We have Molly <gasps> and... <gasps> yes, Rashawn? I'm guessing. Is it Halloween H2O? It is! Yes! <laughs> Wait, can I guess then? Yes. If it's for Josh? Yeah, I keep playing. Oh. Oh, wait. No, it's me. It's me. I know. Yes. Blade Runner. Damn it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, everyone is tied and I'm getting fucking scared. Because <laughs> I don't have a tiebreaker. Okay, next if I just, one. Sorry, if I would have just took a second thought. I had to go for the joke. All right. At the age of 21, Lars Lindstrom discovers he can travel in time. The night after a New Year's party... Lars' father tells his son that the men in his family have always had the ability to travel through time. He finally meets the beautiful but insecure Dolores. They fall in love. Then, through an unfortunate time travel incident, he's never met her at all. No, ding! Ding, ding! Rashawn did raise his hand. Ding! I didn't even finish! We were all ready, but Rashawn raised his hand. Ding, ding, ding! Josh, shut the fuck up! Ding! You still Blade Runner for Blue me. Blue Valentine no, right here. Lacey. Lacey. Yes! What? <laughs> what? Okay. Well, he just told you it was me. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Who are you going to believe? The one who was loud or Josh? Well, I was waiting for the question to be over. That's why I didn't Me too. Wait, who? I was loud? I was loud. Oh, I see. I see. I see what you're saying. <laughs> Are we, but that doesn't help me, so shut up. <laughs> are we just raising our hands whenever now? Because I'm about to start. Um, no, can I finish it scissors. and then whoever I see first? <laughs> sure. Okay, it says Lars finds out that his unique gift can't save him from the sorrows and ups and downs that affect families everywhere. There are great limits to what time travel can achieve, and it can be dangerous too. That's so unfair. It's not fair. I I really don't know. Hit that random random number generator. Random number generator. Bitch. One, two, three. Wait, wait, wait. Are we going on on shoot? (laughs) Yes. Rock paper scissors shoot. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Melly, you gotta call it. Oh, go. What? (laughs) Oh, I'm saying rock paper. I thought you guys had to say it. (laughs) because <laughs> no, there's a delay in all of our ears so we'll all, we'll have we have to hear you okay <laughs> rock paper scissors shoot ah. you all got scissors you fucking clowns run it run it rock paper scissors shoot what? are you I love that this is a game for people listening and not <laughs> viewing. Just you read a number yeah, generator. Just listen to Josh when he said that I was first. I would have three points. Well, now. I'm angry because you didn't wait for the question to be done. But in fairness, you did raise your hand first. Okay. How are we supposed to know when the question was done? There were like You eight wait for the endings. question to be done. There were eight I endings. <laughs> I was in the middle of a sentence. Here. She kept going. Oh, my God. Fine. Let Lacey have it. No, let no, Rashawn have, have it. it. I'm Let thinking of a number between one and five. Okay, here we go. Uh, yep. One and five? We'll do one and three. <laughs> one and three. 
two. One. Three. It was two. Fuck yes. <laughs> okay, Rashawn. Fuck. What is it? About time. Uh, do, you, do you remember what she said? <laughs> Lars and the Real Girl and yes. Shutter Island. Damn. Whatever. I, I knew them all too. You did. I knew Lars and the Real Girl. <laughs> I love that movie. I did know about time though. I, I did know. All right. Next one. <clears throat> Whatever. I'm mad now. Can you okay. give us a, a, a verbal go? Okay. Sure. But... You have to be looking up. <laughs> well, I will say, go. <laughs> just oh, just look up. Disaster. Look up first and then <laughs> say it. Okay. <laughs> Jesus or read Christ. your phone like right here so you can at least see mo- movement. Okay. Alma, a lonely doctor who once occupied an unusual house, begins to exchange love letters with his former resident, Neil, a frustrated architect. They must try to unravel the mystery behind their extraordinary romance before it's too late. Go! Lacey. The Lake House. Yes. I don't, I don't know the other First ones. man. Yes. And Alma is, uh, I know this. I know it. You have to give Josh a chance to hands up. I didn't get a wrong answer, though. Go. Neither King did Kong. I. And it's, you just not it's not King Kong. <laughs> it's not King Kong. It's <laughs> not fucking King Kong. I, I don't, I don't know. Anyone I going know once? That name. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't, no? No, I don't know. It's Alma from Brokeback Mountain. Mm. Did she say that? Yeah. Jack Nasty. (laughs) God, it was on my... Right here. All right, moving on. An epic love story centered around Sebastian, who reads aloud to Charity Barnum of a story about a couple who is separated by World War II and then is passionately reunited seven years later after their lives have taken different paths. Go. Lacey. Um, The Greatest Showman. Yes. La La Land. Yes. I don't know Atonement. I don't know what movie this is. No. Oh. It's not Atonement? It's not. This is kind of a doozy. Yes, Josh. It sounds like The Notebook. It's The Notebook, Let's fucking go. (laughs) Let's go. There's no time travel in that movie. (laughs) Past and... and, uh, Time jumps. Time jumps. I didn't say it was all time travel. I said it was time jumps as well. <laughs> this game is Listen baloney up. and not. If you want to rewind, time. you can hear it. All right. I think this is the last one. Have you been keeping track of the score? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, I have. I'm just making sure. Okay. Hold on. Okay, yeah. Last one. In this film, it follows Jacob a screenwriter who is forced to confront the shortcomings of his relationship with his materialistic fiancée, Glinda, and their divergent goals, which become increasingly exaggerated as he travels back in time each night at midnight. Rashawn. Midnight in Paris. Yes. Uh, 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 uh. <gasps> My head's gone. 
Can you say her name again? Glinda. Oz the Great and Powerful. Mm-hmm. And Jacob is... Fuck. I don't remember. It was Josh. That's got to be Crazy Stupid Love, right? It ah. is. Let's go. Thank you guys for traveling through time with me or time jumping. Bitch. Good save. <laughs> with eight points, Rashawn, you take the lead. Josh at four and Lacey at five. Hey. That was good. That was a little confusing in the beginning, but then we got there. No, that was a good game, Mella. Yeah, I thank like you. I was sweating a little. Wrapping things up, we can come to the conclusion that Blue Valentine is probably one of the saddest movies we have watched. We will continue to watch. Maybe Rashawn, Lacey, and I, Josh, maybe not. Um, that it has powerhouse performances and is a quiet masterpiece. Yeah, beach. It said we come to the conclusion of all of us. Well, reference me then. Rashawn said. <laughs> <laughs> we end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation. So who can find the fastest connection between Ryan Gosling and the star of the film for our next episode, Bernie Mac? Oh, <laughs> Let's hear it. Brian Gosling is in Remember the Titans with Denzel Washington. Who's in Malcolm X with Angela Bassett. Who's in Mr. 3000 with Bernie Mac. Oh no, Charlie's Angels. Wow, I know. I was shocked. Waiting for it. (laughs) I need to check about Mr. 3000. (laughs) Mr. Worldwide. Is Is that the... Dragon Ball Z fusion of Pitbull and Andre Three Stacks from Outcast. Goodbye. Mr. 3000. (laughs) What's the Who's Coming to Dinner one with? Guess who? Guess who? With Ashton Kutch. Kutcher. That is it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment and rated us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion, like Destiny did, for a new episode, or you just want to show us some love, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Mella, Josh, Lacey, and Rashawn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the movies.